Good afternoon. I'm Dave Brisky, and this is Brisky Business. And I want to welcome you to this week's program. So thanks for uh, joining me this afternoon, and thanks for making me a part of your day. Please continue to write me. Uh, you've really made this show your own, and I've got an email, briskybusiness at entvusa.com. You can continue to write me there, and I will try to weave in your questions, your concerns, things that are on your mind into the Brisky Business program so we can continue to refine this program and make it yours and answer the questions that are on your mind. As everyone knows that have been tuning in, there's four segments to the program, right? There's Brisk's Business Basics, Brisk's Buyer Bail, Brisk's Bulls and Bears, and Brisk's Best and Brightest. And really the whole show is about mentorship, sharing ideas, and learning uh, about different business practices. And uh, we, we do a lot to try to demystify getting started in business, demystify the uh, stock market, if, we, if you will, and keep mentoring you out there so we answer your questions. So uh, the programs where I read letters have gotten really nice reviews. So I got a really interesting letter, and I'm going to read it here, and I'm going to go ahead and try to answer that. So it said, hi, Dave. My wife and I really enjoyed your show and tune in every week. Well, and thank you for that, by the way, and keep up the great work. Well, I appreciate the compliments. She said, one of my favorite shows you did was with Mary Lou Henner. And I've been a fan of Mary Lou since the taxi days. So uh, everyone knows Mary Lou's got her start on taxi. Uh, and we're going to have Mary Lou on the program again, just so you know. She's really, really brings a lot of energy. Uh, she gave advice, Mary Lou, that is, on how to succeed in business. And the letter writer paraphrased, find a gap missing part of the team and fill it. She then talked about waitressing as she was auditioning for acting jobs. She asked if I could add some color to this. The person that wrote the letters in their late 50s mentoring a group of young attorneys in the firm and would like to start them off correctly focused on being a team mate uh, as opposed to beating each other up. And that was from Tom, sorry, not a woman, Tom of Tennessee. So Tom, Listen, young, scrappy, and hungry, don't just say it, mean it, especially today, and, and certainly in the legal uh, uh, market for sure. Uh, you see a need, and you have to fill it. And I think the key really in what Mary Lou was really saying was to become essential in your company. Uh, in these tough times when we're seeing layoffs take place and these types of things, or trying to really be, uh, uh, be the one to always be on the upper echelon so you're never on a cut list, essential is everything. Uh, so, you know, wait for it and, and uh, uh, don't wait for things to happen. Go find it out there. There is so much work to be done in the company. You need, your natural response needs to be, if you want to mentor people in that role, is how can I help? You see a need, how can I help? Uh, a problem comes up, how can I help? These are the type of people that will last and stand the test of time in companies. That's where job security comes from, and that's what Mary Lou was really talking about. Uh, I've always said that I'm going to show someone to the exit doors if they let their title get in the way. We can't be too title-oriented when we're in a job at a company. We have to be willing to do anything from soup to nut. That's where really uh, trust and respect is learned, and this is where you make yourself invaluable. Uh, those that say, well, that's not in my job description, particularly in an economy like this, they're probably not going to last long out there. Um, 
The other thing Mary Lou talked about was being selfless. I think that's what she really meant. You know, putting others first, putting the company first, and that everyone knows that. When you put yourself in a position of being selfless, uh, you're going you're gonna to be with a company a long time, and you're going to have an amazing career. So I think that's a key component as well. And the key is, is when you incorporate all these things, you're going to end up being in the room where it happens because you're going to be touching multiple areas of a company and you're going to be invited into different meetings, different projects. And when you're in the room where it happens, you get to take on more and more responsibility and become more essential and more and more valuable. When you get into that position, your career is going to have a wonderful, wonderful longevity to it. And so I think that are other key components. Um, make sure you do this uh, and you'll have a long career. Still the number one question, shifting from that question that I seem to get, is about sales and sales presentations. And it's no wonder, when things get tough, like what is going on right now with the pandemic, everybody puts pressure on sales. Everybody shifts to revenue. Revenue really is the, uh, the answer in almost any company to solve any problem. Revenue is that path. And so I get a number of questions on putting on uh, sales and how to do that, especially younger uh, folks that are getting started in a selling career or a smaller business uh, or a new sales team. So I don't think you can even talk about the presentation of sales until we get to sales prospecting. We really could probably spend several shows on prospecting, but it must be a priority. It must be done daily. Uh, there's no... Uh, no doubt that prospecting is the one thing that salespeople dislike the most. Um, it needs to be a big, big part of your day, and you have to plan it because it is disliked. But if you want to have a selling career that's successful, prospecting needs to be a monster priority for you. You need to create a template for each week in your activity, and in that template, make sure that you have prospecting in the template for your weekly sales goals, your weekly activity. Very, very important. And also make sure that it's at different times, the times you prospect. Don't always make it 9 to 11, because if someone is not available on your prospect list between 9 and 11, you're never going to get a hold of them. So you want to move that around in your list. And uh, it would be critical that you do that. Every sales survey that I've ever done regarding uh, sales process, prospecting is the most difficult piece. But the interesting thing is, is also in every sales survey that I've ever done, the most successful salespeople attribute prospecting to their keys to success. So if you want to be in that upper echelon of selling, you've got to find a way to know how to prospect. You've got to make it a priority and you have to make it a big, big part of every single day. Too often what I see because of quotas or end of the month or end of the quarter is we see people put pressure and wait to prospect towards the end because they dislike it so much. My tip is, is those things that you find the biggest struggle, do those first. Make sure those are your priority when you have the most energy. You already know to be successful in selling, prospecting has to be a top priority. So make sure that you have that as something you do every single day.
okay? And also, in this template I've described about your weekly sales activity, make sure you templatize it. 20% of your days are lost between transitioning from one activity to another because we don't know where we're going. Think about that. Think about you losing a day a week. If you're losing 20% of your time switching from prospecting to some other activity rather than going right into it, you're now working a four-day work week even though you're there five days a week. So make sure you're moving through your day and you know what you're going to do next on each activity. So let's talk a little bit more granular about prospecting, okay? Uh, the first thing you need to do if you're going to be good at this is you have to build a prospect list and you have to, let's look at prospects as fish, okay? You need to be fishing in multiple lakes. You cannot be fishing in one lake. Any good fisherman knows eventually you will empty that lake or that area from fish. So if you want to be successful in your selling career as a professional salesperson, you need to be fishing in multiple lakes. And fortunately now, with today's world and the way we can reach people, it's never been easier than to have that opportunity to uh, be prospecting in multiple areas, multiple lakes. The first one that comes to mind that certainly didn't even exist back when I started in a selling career is social media. And social media is not one-dimensional. It's multi-dimensional. There's so many mediums, different prospects on different social mediums, and we go ahead and make sure that we are always using each one of those platforms and the target audience in those platforms are, uh, are different. So whether that's LinkedIn for you or Facebook uh, are as, as two big platforms, certainly Twitter is another platform. Uh, and then make sure you're focused in joining the groups. There's so many different groups. Join those groups that are a fit into whatever makes sense for your target audience in your sales career. Uh, joining groups also from a social standpoint. And don't let COVID-19 and the pandemic be an excuse. There are tons of Zoom groups out there that are meeting on a regular basis. Get involved and join those groups that are going to be full of prospects. So become part of those groups, make them Zoom, and if you can have regular meetings, do that as well. People are starting to get together in a social distancing way. Get out there, get in front of people is another way to build your prospect group. And get involved. Be involved in your community in areas. If you're in a selling career and you believe in your product, the communities that you get involved with and the groups you join and participate with are going to be also likely prospects for you as well. And then the big one, and I talk about this uh, on other shows but didn't dig in deep, is referrals. I think referrals is the greatest, greatest uh, opportunity for prospecting. If you can get referrals, uh, you get to go in almost with a warm market lead. So that becomes key. And do not be afraid to buy lists. There are so many lists that you, with phone numbers on it, emails on it, that you can go ahead and purchase some of them for a relatively small investment to continue to build your prospect list. So keep in mind this, it's 20 calls. On average, it's 20 phone calls to connect with one buyer. That doesn't even mean you're going to get an appointment. So think about how much effort you need to have towards prospecting. And so I want to talk about that uh, on, on the next segment as we kind of expand uh, from prospecting into the presentation. Uh, and what I want to end with is many people say you have to sort and sift 
your prospects. I say BS on that. Don't spend your time sorting and sifting. I have watched new salespeople spend so much time sorting and sifting and never get getting off and on the phone to make stuff happen. Rather than spend the time sorting and sifting, black through your blast through your list in a big way and go ahead and build your prospects that way and qualify them and move on. You don't need to be shuffling paper if you want to be a successful salesperson. So this is about the decision-making process. And I think it's interesting, you know, there are people out there when you're launching a selling career, they're going to be making a buy or bail decision on you. So that's why we're going to talk about refining the sales process in the presentation, because we don't want people bailing on your presentation. Before I get into the presentation, I ran out of time in the last segment, and there was a couple of points I really think we needed to drive home when we talked about those, those folks out there that sift and sort all day long. They're shuffling their list of who they're going to talk to. You know, the reality is this. There are people on your prospect list that are hot that don't get closed. There's people that are cold that eventually become hot and closed. So since we know that, the most important thing to do is continue to be making good, valuable contacts with those prospects rather than sorting them around because we don't know on that phone call whether they're hot or not. Sometimes they surprise us. Sometimes our hottest prospects are no longer a hot prospect. So just blow through that list as fast as you can and make as many contacts as you can. Build a database is the next thing I want you to do. Build a database, and when you make contact with folks, gain permission to keep up with them. Because as you become an expert in the category expert in your area, it'll give you reasons to reach out to them that aren't always trying to sell them. Hey, this piece of information I thought you'd like. So build your database. It will be invaluable. And... Uh, that kind of concludes the sales piece. Let's talk about the presentation now. So important. Um, when we have the right and earn the right to meet with somebody, think about that. You've earned their time. You've done your prospecting. Now you've got this opportunity to make a, a potential client a client. The key thing there is you need to show gratitude that you were given this time. And you need to be incredibly respectful of the time that they've granted you. And make sure the first thing you understand is how much time you have to present. You need to have multiple presentations available. I have been in meetings where someone says you have 15 minutes. Well, if I've got a 45 minute presentation, I'm gonna be in deep trouble. So I better have a 15 minute presentation to a 30 to a 45 to whatever up to an hour. One thing you'll learn, if you're really good at your presentation skills, even that person that gives you that 15 minutes, if your 15 minute presentation is compelling, you'll probably find yourself in a meeting for an hour. If it's not compelling, they're very happy to end it at 15 minutes. But you better have your best stuff ready to go and be respectful uh, of that person that gave you the time. Um, so from the outside, um, that probably seems oversimplistic, but it's really not. That trust and respect is critical, and so few people follow it. You know, I have a brisk bit out there, and I know a lot of people have probably said this a different way, but, you know, fire your mouth, hire your ears. The other thing you'll hear is there's a reason why God gave you 
two ears and one mouth because you need to be listening a lot more than you're speaking. Most people that venture into selling career think it's all about talk, 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 talk. And really, if you want to be successful, you need to listen, 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 listen. And if you listen right, uh, it's going to work for you. You've got a potential client out there. Uh, you've refined your presentation. You turned your mouth off. You asked in qu uh, uh, questions that are uh, important and compelling. And then listen. The quickest way to lose a sale is to already be thinking of your next question without listening to what the client in front of you is saying. I see this all the time in selling, and it costs you clients. You have to listen. Don't be thinking about your next question. Your next Next question is going to be out of a result of what your target or your client is saying. Um, and also uh, make sure that you're earnest in your listening skills. It's very, very important uh, in a refined presentation. Never ever interrupt someone when they're speaking. My goodness, I see people all the time interrupt someone after they've asked a question. They're so wanting to speak and they don't do the listening skills that are really, really uh, critical. In fact, this time in our political views and oh my goodness, we see people uh, being inquired uh, uh, in the political uh, congressional hearings and these types of things. Uh, always keep an eye on the person and their body language. You'll notice that some people they get questions they're rolling their eyes they're already upset and uh, you'll notice that that creates um, a big big amount of distrust to the person that's viewing them I know that body language is really important so be cognizant of your body language and how interested you are in what people are saying and make sure that uh, that uh, you're even respectful for that person that's basically got a pitchfork aimed at you as we've seen in Congress. Boy, those that stand up and are professional, they come across so good and strong and you can be doing the same thing in your sales professional. You will get in front of clients that aren't the nicest people on the planet, but if you'll treat them respectful and answer their questions the appropriate way, don't get bad body language, lean forward, don't be sitting closed but more open, you will find your sales success grow. One of the things I see also is people try to skirt difficult issues. <clears throat> How is somebody going to trust you if they ask you a direct question and you don't answer it or you answer some other question? In today's time, we're all short on, on uh, time. And uh, what happens when somebody wants the price? Man, if you can't ask or answer what the prices of your product or service in a prideful uh, and confident way, you're going to have a very difficult time answering the question. Why are people so afraid to tell the price of their product or service? You should be proud of it. You should be able to say what a great value it is and pridefully say it. I see people get tripped up on those real obvious questions as well as delivery. It is what it is. Answer them and you'll earn the trust of your target. So I think those two, price and delivery, you should rehearse those answers and make sure you're spot on. If you're a salesperson and you can't answer that question, how the heck are you going to be able to sell your products? Uh, and listen up. Uh, one of the things you have to do is listen up. If you don't want to be on the bail end of the buy and bail process where your target bails on you, the answers are always in good solid body language, not only yours that you're putting out, but theirs. 
Are you looking at them? Are you paying attention to their body language? Are you seeing where their discomfort is? Are you seeing where their real challenges and, 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 and uh, problems are in their business? And you can see that in their body language. And man, when you ask a question like, wow, that seems troubling to you, I can see that you're a, a little bit uncomfortable about that. Let's talk about how our product can help with that. Then you're really starting to answer those big questions and you're now letting their body language look work for you and that allows you to convert from someone who may have bailed on you to now someone who's going to buy what you're selling and what you have to offer. Um, keep the ears open, keep the mouth closed as much as you possibly can. Ask pointed questions. It's so important and uh, you are going to find a, a, a road that's paved with yeses and by decisions if you'll follow some of those tips. You know, listen, I like to use the word partner when I talk about the selling process. I start calling them our partner. I want to partner with you. I want you to be our partner. That's the level of relationship that we're looking for, right? A partnership relationship, a two-way street relationship, someone who's going to be there for thick and thin when you're being challenged. Someone's got, uh, is going to be there when you have questions. You know, you need to get them to be thinking you as a partner as quickly as you possibly can. You know, I like to use uh, and consider dating, right? Dating. If you want a second date, boy, you better be listening. You better be looking that person in the eye, right? And I'm not trying to say this is a dating show by any chance, but let me tell you something. The uh, similarities are unbelievable between dating and getting that second date and ultimately having a marriage, right? You, you're not married to the person in your life because you had a bad first date or you didn't, or your first date went well, didn't go well. You had a series of good meetings that ultimately led to a marriage or a partnership. And that's what it's all about. You should look at it that way. You should look at it with that sincerity. You should look at it with that excitement and that preparation. If you go into your sales pression that uh, uh, presentations that way, you're going to have a successful selling career. Um, don't be the Arnold Horshack is what I like to say. Um, those that are like that, it's like the uh, sales prevention team, that guy that's the smartest person in the world, always raising his hand that they know the answer and the question hasn't be been asked yet. Don't come across that way. If you want to have successful selling career, be a successful listener. And we're going to build on this in the next segment. So this is the uh, conclusion of Risk Buyer Bail. Make sure you're on the buy side in your presentation, and I'll be back in a moment with Risk Bulls and Bears. Welcome.